0: I believe this mighty revival will be both a lamb's and a lion's revival. We'll see the love of God being poured out and the power of God being evidenced to shake the world.
1: Hi, welcome back with Pastor Scott Huffman from Lighthouse Church Ministries. We're very excited that we're going to be starting up a new church in the city of Irvine, California. You can find out more details and information by visiting lighthouseworldwide.org. Today we're talking about revival. The message is revival is now. If you've been following the media, you've probably been seeing these revival fires start up in Asbury Universities and other universities around the country now is the time for salvation says the lord now is the time that he's going to manifest himself on earth enjoy this message and once again we welcome and encourage you to join us in the city of irvine our first service will be easter sunday let's
0: go to psalm 85 6 please
1: i'm reading from the new living translation that's a nice
0: looking bible you got there
1: love the color like the leather there yeah won't you revive us again so your people can rejoice in you
0: what a great prayer. You know, I've always been a student of past revivals. I love to read and study about the great outpourings that occurred in our nation's history and really around the world. Revivalists like Charles Finney, Jonathan Edwards, George Whitfield, being used mightily of God in the 18th and 19th century, which introduced the first and second great spiritual awakenings. Then in the 20th century, around Uh, 1905, Evan Roberts uh, spearheaded the Welsh Revival. And then William Seymour at Azusa Street in California. And the list goes on and on. These are essentially, or I should say, there are essentially two types of revivals found in the Word of God. A lamb's revival and a lion's revival. You say, Pastor, what does that mean? They both characterize the nature of Christ. Jesus is the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world who said that john the baptist when he met jesus behold the lamb of god and the lion of the tribe of judah that's jesus as well the mighty warrior and king now i've witnessed personally a revival or at least a great move of god in the 60s late 60s early 70s called the jesus movement in southern california it had a tremendous impact upon young people revival always impacts young people. And we're talking about middle school age, high school, and college-age kids, teenagers. It, it highly impacts in early 20s. And it's going to hit this generation that's existing right now in a dramatic way. You know, I came into the kingdom during that time in 1972 on a balmy night. At age 14, I walked into a makeshift coffeehouse, heard the gospel, and was born again and met Jesus for the first time in my life. I've always felt I would witness another revival and be an integral part of a great move of the Holy Spirit, which is coming to the earth in these last days. I believe this mighty revival will be both a lamb's and a lion's revival. We'll see the love of God being poured out and the power of God being evidenced to shake the world. Hey, guys, the glory cloud is here. It's upon us. Let's look at Isaiah 61.
2: Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you.
0: Amen. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. People are going to see the glory of God upon the people of God. They're going to visibly recognize it and realize that God's glory is manifesting. You see, let's define revival in its simplest term. Revival is God stirring the hearts of his people to repentance, which is a change of mind, heart, and direction a renewal and a reviving of that which was lost or missing. It's a return, recall, or recovery of spiritual life of which was lost or gone. Revival is bringing back to life something that is dead or nearly dead. Revival is restoration of all that is promised in the Word of God to the believer in Jesus Christ. Revival is a supernatural intervention of God in human affairs. It is heaven-sent. Heaven is... Engineers revival and orchestrates revival. Heaven coming and visiting the earth. It's not humanly induced or produced. You can't make it happen. God produces it. Prayer and asking for revival can move the hand of God, but it only comes in his time and direction apart from human effort or ability. Isn't that good news? It is divine. It's interesting that at Ashbury, just recently, revival... They have quoted the scripture from the book of Habakkuk 1.5.
1: The Lord replied, look around at the nations, look and be amazed, for I'm am doing something in your own day, something you won't believe. You wouldn't believe it even if someone told you about it. You know,
0: the Lord's been giving us that scripture for years, that when this revival hits, people wouldn't, won't even believe it until they see it. Mm-hmm. And when they see it, they're going to be astounded. Something like this has never occurred in humanity. This is only the beginning of birth pains, which is to come. This will be a shaking revival that will shake churches, stadiums, buildings around the world. God's glory will appear as his Shekinah glory, the cloud that was present in the tabernacle and temple. Let's read Exodus forty thirty four.
2: Then the cloud covered the tabernacle of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tab- tabernacle.
0: Amen. And then 1 Kings 8, 10-11.
1: When the priests came out of the holy place, a thick cloud filled the temple of the Lord. The priests could not continue their service because of the cloud, for the glorious presence of the Lord filled the temple of the Lord. In the
0: old King James, it says they couldn't stand Stand. because of the glory of the the Lord. They fell down, prostrate before the Lord. They were fallen by the power of God. We're going to see people fall under the power of God. It's going to be a real experience. You say, do people really fall? Well, When they came to arrest Jesus, they said, Jesus said, who are you looking for? And they said, we're looking for Jesus of Nazareth. He said, I'm he. And they all fell over backwards. (laughs) When John saw Jesus in his glory in the book of Revelation, he fell over like a dead man. Human flesh can't contain the power and glory of God. It succumbs to the presence of God. We're going to see fire burn and the earth shake in a supernatural way that will set off miracles, signs, and wonders that will astound everyone witnessing these events. Acts
2: 4.31. And when they prayed, the place where they assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness.
0: They weren't just shaken. The whole building was right. shaken, and they were filled with what? Maryland. The Holy, the Holy Spirit, and they begin to speak the word of God with boldness. boldness. Great boldness will rise upon God's people, especially among young people touched by the fire and anointing of God. The world won't believe it unless they see it, as we mentioned it, with their own eyes. The lost will be saved like never before. Millions coming to salvation in Jesus Christ, finding salvation for the first time. God is throwing the salvation net out for the last time, guys. Sadly, this is it. Ezekiel 32, 3.
1: Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I will send many people to catch you in my net and haul you out of the water. Many
0: people. God will pour out the latter and former rain coming together. James 5, 7.
2: Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and the latter rains. See, in Israel,
0: you have the early and latter rains. And they come during the springtime and during the fall. And in the fall are the early rains. The latter rains come in the springtime. <laughs> Guess what? We're in, We're in the springtime. Yeah. <clears throat> and God is going to put the two together. Pentecost is the former rain, and the latter rain is coming in this very hour. And they're going to combine for the greatest outpouring of the Holy Spirit ever witnessed. Jeremiah 51:16. I love this scripture.
1: When he speaks in the thunder and heavens roar with rain, he causes the clouds to rise over the earth. He sends the lightning with the rain and releases the wind from his storehouse.
0: You see, the lion roars. Jesus is going to roar uh, with great thundering and lightning and power and glory. Now I want to give you five reasons and signs of this great revival. Number one, out of God's great love for us and humanity, people will turn from sin to Christ and find new life in him. Second Corinthians 5:17
2: Therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new cre- creation old things have passed away and behold a all a things are new <laughs> a new creation
0: a new creation and then 7:10
2: For godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation not for, not to be regretted but the sorrow of the world produces death
0: A godly sorrows coming upon the world it's going to lead people to repentance. And repentance is a good word. It really just means change. People are going to change. They're going to say, I'm tired of the old way. It didn't do anything for me. It left me unsatisfied and uh, uh, jaded by life. I want to change. I want something new. I want to experience the real thing in life. So great repentance will come of sin and turning to the Lord. Number two, deliverance will come and set the captives free from every yoke of bondage, sin sin and the work of the evil one. Addictions will be broken off people. Alcoholism, drug addiction, sexual perversion, all kinds of materialistic pursuits will be broken in the name of the Lord, and people will be set free from these demonic strongholds that hold people in his grasp. First John three eight.
1: But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning. But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. See, Jesus
0: came for three purposes. One, he said "I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly, spiritual life. Mm -hmm. Two, he came to destroy the works of the devil, to break the devil's power over humanity. And number three, he came to give his life a ransom for many. He came to die on the cross. Number three, God will reveal his glory through miracles and supernatural events. We're going to see supernatural miracles that you just won't believe. We'll see limbs grow back. We'll see deaf people hear. Mute people speak. We'll even see the dead arise. Now, that's phenomenal. But Jesus said, the works that I do, you'll do also. And greater works than these shall you do, because I go to the Father. And God will get the glory for these miraculous events. The glory cloud will manifest in gatherings and worship services all over the world. And it'll be visibly seen and experienced. We'll see the glory cloud come in. Second Chronicles
2: 5.14 So that the priest could not continue ministering because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of the Lord.
0: Glory of the Lord will fill the house. It'll fill these stadiums where thousands and thousands of people will come used to be used for sporting events Mm -hmm. and uh, entertainment and now it'll be a place of worship, a place where people will gather to see and experience the glory of God. Number four, God will raise up the tabernacle of David. The greatest worship in the Bible was under King David. His worship was not some kind of ornate, expensive, lavished place, but a simple tent. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And under that tent, was where the glory resided, the Ark of the Covenant. And there God will raise up again, once again, the tabernacle of David with the spirit of anointing and praise like never seen before. There'll be an outpouring of great joy. There'll be uh, the spirit of dance will come upon the church and praise will be seen and experienced in worship. Acts chapter 15, 16 and 17.
1: Afterward, I will return and restore the fallen house of David. I will rebuild its ruins and restore it so that the rest of humanity might seek the Lord, including the Gentiles, all those I have called to be mine. The Lord has spoken. You
0: say, Pastor, how can you be so certain about these things? Well, first of all, it's in the Word of God. Mm -hmm. Second of all, God's given me a prophetic calling to speak forth that which is to come. And God's given me the prophetic Word. And God reveals His secrets to His prophets. There are many people that have prophetic utterances that are coming forth. God is speaking to the prophets and apostles, raising up evangelists, pastors and teachers that will do the work of the ministry to bring in this great global outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Number five, there'll be a burning desire for God. David said, as the deer pants after the river brook, so pants my soul after thee, O God. And there'll be a desire for the word of God. The word of God will prevail and be victorious and so will God's kingdom, John 2:17.
2: Then his disciples remembered that, that it was written, zeal for your house has eaten me up.
0: There'll be a great zeal that comes upon the church. We don't want zealots, but we want godly zeal, godly fire to burn in our hearts with great passion and desire for God and the things of God. The world will fall off and will desire the kingdom and the essence of the kingdom, which is power, and glory, and might. Revival is now. Mm -hmm. Oh Lord, let it rain upon us, and let it increase in great power and might. Let's pray.
1: Thanks for listening to Pastor Scott from Lighthouse Church. Blessings, and remember, visit us lighthouseworldwide.org.